6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. שיירות לבנות חוזרות מבית כנסת והריח הזה ששורט לי את הלב מתגנב, מתגנב ופותח דלתות אל עושר קטן
selection off of Simcha Liner's Liner Live in Odessa, Melech Shochenad. Before that, Gershon Veroba and Shimcha. You heard Hafachta done by Aryeh Kunstler at the Kosher Halftime Show 2017 edition. Hope you've seen that video already. If not, make sure to watch it in its entirety. It's a good one. It is a good one. Benny Friedman's Ashir Lashem. You heard Kaveret Pugi with Natati Lachayai off of Kaveret Bapark. Matanot Tanot, that's Rami Kleinstein. And Regish, of course. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Start of an amazing day for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network with great shows, wonderful personalities, a lot of fun, and uh, very informative programming. It's as simple as that. And it all begins now with JM and the AM for this Thursday morning, February the 16th, day 20 in the month of Shvat, the year 5777, Tufshin. I in Zion, 32 degrees outside with 25, the wind chill, 59% humidity, winds are west at 8 miles an hour. Partly cloudy today with a high of 38, then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 27. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature, 45 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 41, and I hear it's raining again in Yerushalayim, thank God. Lots of rain this week. Uh, 32 with a wind chill of 25 here in New York, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Uh, I thank Mayor Kay for being here yesterday. Made quite an impression, to say the least. Our Facebook Live video has uh, done its own version of going viral. Um, seems hundreds of people every hour or so are logging on to check it out. So at some point today, you should check it out. It was a really fun, informative, and inspiring uh, conversation with Mayor Kay yesterday here at JM in the AM. Um, we have a whole bunch of wonderful people who will be joining us today on the air between now and 9 a.m., uh, with a lot of great things going on, uh, plus, of course, a wonderful network schedule uh, continuing at 9 a.m. We'll do a live lunch at 11. You never know what may happen during the live lunch, although today, I believe, is the day that Moshe Kindlerer, publisher of the Jewish Link, stops by during our live lunch. I believe so. I think today is the day. So that should be interesting. And, um, of course, great programming all through the day. It's what we're known for. Around the clock here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this wonderful radio experience. And um, uh, we will go until until nine until we turn it over to our uh, amazing network personnel here uh, after JM in the AM. I thank you for listening in, and thank you for being part of the action. And I thank those of you who have been commenting on our app this morning and continue to interact with us through that method. The NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and or iPhone, is a wonderful method to uh, stay in touch with us. So add a comment, as it suggests, on the home screen, and let us know where you are, how you're listening, and how much you love JM and the AM and the Nahum Single Network. <laughs>
Minucha v'simchar la Yehudim Yom Shabbason Yom Achmadim Shom Rav Zachrav Hema Meidim Kihi v'shisha kabruim v'omdim Shihim me'shamayim Eretz v'yamim Shem <laughs> Eretz v'yamim Kol tzivamarom Givoim v'ramim Tanim v'yadam V'chayas v'yamim Ki v'kashem tzor Aylamim
Let me tell a tale. I beg you all to listen. I think you'll recognize that every word is true. It's the story that I tell about my brother, the brother that I loved but hardly knew. So far from one another, but it was more than distance keeping him from me. While I had the right to lead the life I'd chosen, all he yearned for was the day that he'd be free. How I dreamed that one day we could be together.
dreams come true. As we wrap up hour number one of JM and the AM. Amy Rottenberg and company off Journeys volume number four had dreams come true. The Y studs with Don't Let Me Down. Manucha Vesimcha from the NCSY Venture app and Aryeh Kunzler. Baruch Levine off Sheer volume two with the Chulhon and Avram Fried off Sheer volume number two with Atta Vichartanu. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NahumSingle.com, the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. In the background, our uh, Isgala Itzal, our news from Israel, is coming up next. In the wake of the um, Trump-Netanyahu meeting yesterday in Washington, D.C., many of us are curious what the... What the fallout and the analysis is regarding that the press conference. Uh, if we don't get a chance today to um, get into the subject in depth, we'll certainly have an opportunity tomorrow during our weekly update. So make sure you're tuned in tomorrow morning for that, no matter how you listen in. want to thank those who are commenting on our app, which is always nice to see people around the world uh, with something to say regarding our wonderful programming. It's much appreciated. Plenty coming up this morning here at JMNAM, including a uh, NBN Nefesh Benefesh update that we're going to be getting from Rabbi Josh Fass and plenty more. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. בבולגריה מדווחים כי שני ישראלים נעצרו בחשד לרצח ישראלי אחר במדינתם, כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. על פי דיווחים בתקשורת הבולגרית, שני ישראלים נעצרו בחשד למעורבות ברצח ישראלי אחר, שנמצא אתמול ללא רוח חיים סמוך לעיר סומקוב. שר הפנים של בולגריה סיפר כי רכב שטח נטוש נמצא במרחק של כ-500 מטרים ממקום מציאת הגופה. הרשויות בבולגריה החלו בהליכים משפטיים נגד שני הישראלים. כבר לא קפה בחמישה שקלים, רשת קופיקס מודיעה כי תעלה את מחיר מוצריה לשישה שקלים, כתבתנו טל זרביב. 
רשת קופיקס הכריזה על העלאת מחירי המוצרים בכל סניפי הרשת לשישה שקלים החל מיום ראשון. העלאה באה בעקבות ההתייקרות במשק שאינה מאפשרת לרשת להמשיך ולמכור את מוצריה במחיר הנמוך. בחברה מדגישים כי הרשת סופר קופיקס אינה מייקרת את מוצרי הסופר ותמשיך למכור כ-800 מוצרים בחמישה שקלים. ראש הממשלה נתניהו מביע שביעות רצון מביקורו בארצות הברית ואומר אנחנו ממשיכים לחזק את הקשרים בינינו. כתבתנו אליל שחר. נתניהו צייץ בטוויטר שפגישותיו עם יושב ראש בית הנבחרים פול ריין ועם בכירי הסנאט מייק מקונל וצ'אק שומר היו מוצלחות ותרמו להמשך חיזוק הקשר בין המדינות. לדברי דוברו של ראש הממשלה הפגישות עסקו בעיקר בנושא איראן אבל גם בסוריה, חיזבאללה והפלסטינים. נשיא רוסיה פוטין קורא לחדש את שיתוף הפעולה המודיעיני עם ארצות הברית. כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי. זה האינטרס של כולם לחדש את הדיאלוג בין סוכנויות המודיעין הרוסיות לאלה של ארצות הברית ושל יתר חברי נאטו, כך פוטין באירוע עם גורמי ביטחון רוסיים. פוטין הוסיף כי בנושא הלוחמה בטרור כל הממשלות נוגעות בדבר ועל קבוצות בינלאומיות לעבוד יחד. בתוך כך אמר דובר הקרמלין כי משבר פוליטי פנימי בארצות הברית מעכב את השבת יחסיה עם רוסיה למצב תקין, דבר הנחוץ להתמודדות עם בעיות גלובליות. הותר לפרסום שם המורה מכרמיאל לחשוד בביצוע עבירות מין בתלמידותיו. לחשוד הוא גל סהר, בן 45, שלימד בעבר מוזיקה בבית הספר אורט בעיר. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שמעצרו של סהר הוארך אתמול עד ליום ראשון. בצרפת הטובים החליטו לא לסגור את התיק נגד פרנסואה פיון, המועמד מטעם השמרנים במרוץ לנשיאות. כתבתנו דנה גוטר. פיון חשוד ששילם על חשבון הציבור ובמשך שנים לרעייתו ולשני ילדיו משכורות למשרות פרלמנטריות מזויפות שערכן עומד על כמיליון אירו. משרד התובע בצרפת אישר שדוח המשטרה הראשוני נבדק, אך בשל הראיות שהתקבלו לא ניתן להפסיק את החקירה. עד לחשיפת הפרשייה נחשב פיון למועמד המוביל בבחירות לנשיאות צרפת, דוברו מסר שבינתיים הוא לא פורש מהמרוץ. ולקראת גמר גביע הכדורסל, הערב שתי הקבוצות כבר מחשבות סיכויי זכייה, גיא הראל, מנכ"ל הפועל ירושלים, ושמעון מזרחי, יושב ראש מכבי תל אביב, שוחחו עם אלי אוחנה ואפי טריגר. אנחנו סובלים בעקבות מכת פציעות מחסרון בשחקנים הגבוהים. אנחנו לא באים כנחותים, אנחנו באים להגן על הגביע ולנסות לזכות בגביע. 44 שלנו. אני לא רוצה שאנחנו נהיה אנדרדוגים, ואני לא חושב שמכבי יהיה באנדרדוג, ואני לא חושב שבערב הזה כל החוקים באמת לא רלוונטיים. ומזג האוויר יוסיף להיות קר מהרגיל, הנה ניר רחמים, חזאי גל"צ. מערכת הגשם מגיעה היום לסיומה. בשעות האחרונות יורדים גשמים באזורים שונים בארץ, שצפויים להיחלש בשעות הקרובות. עד לשעות הערב ייפסק הגשם לחלוטין, אם כי מזג האוויר יוסיף להיות קר מהרגיל. בשעות הלילה הטמפרטורות תהיינה נמוכות במיוחד, וצפויה קרה בערים ובעמקים. מאחר ובשבת, מזג האוויר יהיה בהיר עם טמפרטורות נמוכות מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון לביוט.
Selections, uh, sandwiching a Mordechai Shapiro selection. You heard Imesh Gachech off of Ani Yisrael before that Mordechai Shapiro's Ivdu. And Rebbe Nachman from Gershon opened up the hour after our newscast from uh, Ani Yisrael. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM at 17 minutes after the hour. Thanks for listening in from around the world. Tell your friends and relatives that today is the day. If they've never tried out the Nachum Siegel Network before, today is the day to do so. Today is the day. Thursdays are gargantuan here at the Nachum Siegel Network. It's a day you don't want to miss. It's a day you want to make sure to be part of. By the way, uh, speaking of being part of, this coming Sunday, Yeshivat Netzivot Montessori presents 8th Day, the Journey Concert Experience. This coming Sunday, beginning at 2.30, at the Joanne Magistro Performing Arts Center on Ruse Lane down in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Information at 732-985-4626. 8th Day is coming to New Jersey this coming Sunday. On Monday, don't forget, is the um, major event that they are calling a second chance, a soul-stirring, inspirational, uh, incredible concert, uh, this coming Monday, February the 20th, at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey, with the Freyloch Orchestra, the Shira Choir, and some amazing stars who are going to be part of it. Mona Rosenblumen from Israel, Mordechai Ben David, Mutti Illowitz. Um, Wonder Child Chaim Green, She Require, as we mentioned. Uh, it is going to be a star-studded event happening at NJPAC at 5 p.m. this coming Monday. It's called Second Chance. 3,000 Caring Hearts Club members holding their breath for three hours through an incredible performance and joining together to applaud our struggling brothers and those who stop at nothing to help them. Information, 718-435-8989. 718-435-8989 uh, for information on that. 
So yesterday, we world debuted in the middle of a very, very, very busy day. Yesterday, we world debuted the um, brand new single from Leif Tahar. It is called Gamzu. It is brand new. We world premiered it yesterday at JM and the AM. Here it is for you, Leif Tahar at JM and the AM.
Shlomo Katz, leave you sorry off of the Yismach Melech album. Shira Hadasha Boys had the Keladon selection. Leif Tahar, brand new with Gamzu, that is a world debut we did yesterday. And, of course, uh, a great brand new selection from Leif Tahar. We anticipate their brand new album. Thursday morning, drop behind schedule for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, Zechanishmas Harav Zevner Yosef Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Chazal teach us, Afilu Cherochada, Munachas al Tzavoroshal Adam, that even if a sharp sword rests upon the neck of a person, Al Yimna Atzma Minorachamim, they should never give up. At the junction of a creek, late one night, a Jewish soldier was surrounded by five enemies with drawn knives. A great miracle happened. The soldier succeeded in mortally wounding four of them. Terrified, he quickly fled and hitched a ride. The fifth picked up all the knives and also ran away. The police came and eventually the soldier was captured. All of his protests that he was innocent fell upon deaf ears. He could not explain where the knives had disappeared to and how he managed to kill four armed men all by himself. He was accused of staging the entire incident and he was sentenced to a strong prison term. Although they constantly questioned about the incident, the soldier maintained his innocence and stuck to his story. After a few months, a Rav came to visit the prison and the soldier spoke to him. Even if I'm not religious, I have questions. Hashem saved me from death. Why did he throw me into prison? The Rav asked him, How do you know that Hashem saved you? The soldier said, When I saw the terrorists and they were surrounding me, I knew that I was standing in the shadow of death. I prayed that Hashem should save me. The Rav asked him, And how do you know to ask this from Hashem? You're not religious. The soldier told him, At that moment, I recalled my grandfather's words, who said, Tzachi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ozer, Remember that Hashem saves, Gam Lemi Shaloi Makeroto, even the person that doesn't recognize Hashem. When the Rav left the prison, he immediately went to the great Goin Rav Steinman and repeated his conversation with the soldier. Rav Aaron Leib said, he sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened to his tefillah. He listened to his prayers and he helped him. Why doesn't he turn again to Hashem and ask him to help him another time? He should be mispalal again. Why doesn't he? The Rav answered, What does he have to be mispalal here? Over there, it was the sword that rests on his shoulder. But over here, it's just a life sentence. Rabaran Leib smiled and said, He knows how to shoot. Nevertheless, he prayed that he should be successful in killing off the enemy. If that's so, let him pray again that he should be saved. The next time the Rav came to the prison, he repeated the words of Steinman. He encouraged the prisoner to be mispalot to Hashem and to be mischanen, to supplicate with his whole heart. Weeks later, the Rav was walking on the street. He saw the soldier walking towards him. He said to him with great surprise, Tzachi, what are you doing here? Did you break out of prison? I thought it was supposed to be a long sentence. Tzachi answered and said, 
Hashem listened to my tefillot. He took me out. The army captured the fifth Arab and they interrogated him. It was discovered that he was the one that took the knives and escaped to his village. The soldier was immediately freed after spending only four months in prison. Such is the power of prayer. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Good.
גם כשקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, and the Kindelach together with Melech Malchei Hamlachim here on AJM in the AM Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Big, uh, big shout-out to Kevin and his entire staff at Eden Walk on East 34th Street in New York City. They know how to, uh, how to do a celebration. They certainly know how to do a celebration, and yesterday was a great celebration there. Um, and we thank them for it, and uh, it was just a, uh, a wonderful afternoon. Thank you, Kevin, everybody at Eden Walk, East 34th Street, New York City. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Miale, done by Leviathan on a JM in the AM Thursday morning. Want to take this opportunity to wish a very special happy anniversary to um, Rifki and Rabbi Yigal Siegel, who are in Jerusalem, Israel, celebrating a milestone wedding anniversary today. I remember February the 16th many, many years ago. Well, I don't want to say that many, but significant number of years ago. And it was quite a wedding celebration, and uh, all these years later we get to say happy anniversary and to thank them for all their help with the Nachum Siegel Network over all these years. So to uh, Rifki and Rabbi Yigal Siegel, if you speak to them today or email them today, make sure to toss in a happy anniversary wish. That, of course, comes from all of us here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Hey, our friends up at Yeshiva University, you know, the basketball game that got postponed because of last Thursday's storm um, has been rescheduled for tonight. For this Thursday, tonight, February the 16th. So if you're anywhere near YU, anywhere near Yeshiva University tonight, up in Washington Heights, go and enjoy the um, home basketball game at the Max Stern Athletic Center. And then Saturday night is the final home game of the year. I believe that starts at 8.30. Um, so a couple of opportunities left to see the YU team, um, which is always cool. It's always fun. We love it. And uh, we wish uh, Coach Elliott Steinmetz and the team a lot of luck tonight and, of course, Saturday night and uh, moving forward. Uh, yesterday, uh, the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of Israel, they met in a press conference. Uh, we get an opportunity tomorrow during the weekly update to analyze exactly what went on there in Washington, D.C. and to talk about the uh, aftermath of the meeting between uh, the Prime Minister and the President. We'll do that for you tomorrow here at JM in the AM. And uh, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to mention to everybody at this time. Uh, don't forget the Young Israel of Manhattan features Mordechai Shapiro and Ellie Marcus in concert this coming Saturday night, February the 18th, right here at the Seward Park High School at the corner of Grand Street and Essex Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. That happens this Saturday night with Mordechai Shapiro and Ellie Marcus for the Young Israel of Manhattan. Information at 212 460 Nine four five zero two one two four six zero nine four five zero, and uh, we got this. Uh, we got a press release from uh, Assemblyman Dove Heikind. Um, Dove Heikind is um, organizing a message to Senator Schumer that Keith Ellison is a toxic choice for the chair of the DNC. There is an online petition that's been launched on change.org asking everybody to oppose Ellison. If you are interested in participating, um, you could go uh, and sign the petition to Senator Schumer. It's change.org, and then you would just search uh, Keith Ellison, Dove Hyken, any of the names, and you'd be able to find it there on the site. Um, so um, kudos to Assemblyman Hyken, who's spearheading that effort. to try to convince Democratic leadership on that issue. More coming up. It is a, uh, what is today, Thursday morning, as uh, we continue here at JM in the AM.
Me. Mm-hmm. 
Beautiful. JM and the AM, it's called Kol Ish. They are called Kol Ish here at JM and the AM with me out there. Before that, uh, you heard uh, Itzik Dadya with that selection from the uh, Sheer album, uh, the original Sheer album, the um, uh, the uh, the original before we got to volume two. And uh, before that one, uh, you heard Ohad and the Kindelach together with Melech Malchei Hamalchim. Five minutes before the hour, you know, it, it, it is always... It's always unbelievable how many things there are to discuss with our friends from Nefesh Benefesh. And now, this time of year, there's always even more to discuss. And this year, specifically, there's even more to discuss. So those of you who are familiar, if you've been listening and you're familiar with our schedule over the next few weeks, you know that the massive NBN Nefesh Benefesh mega event is 10 days away. There's plenty to say about that. You also know that the final week in February, the uh, the week of February the 27th, we are involved in a major project with Nefesh Benefesh as part of their uh, kickoff of the 15th anniversary tour in the United States. And, of course, the night of Monday, the 27th of February, everybody's invited. Even if you're not in Florida, you're invited to come and be part of the, uh, of the uh, armchair conversation that will be the centerpiece of that evening's 15th anniversary celebration of Boca Raton Synagogue. So there's so much to talk about, and there's so much going on. But today, I've invited Rabbi Fass, Rabbi Josh Fass, co-founder of Benefesh Benefesh, on the air, because he is in a unique place today. Over 1,500 lone soldiers from around the world have gathered for an exclusive one-stop personal errands day. They call it Yom Sidurim, not because there's a sitter or a sitter party. They call it Yom Sidurim because they are, I assume, being misader, getting things organized and different things that need to be taken care of, finally taken care of. 
Rabbi Josh Fass, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's great to be on again. I appreciate that. And with all the things happening and all the events going on and all the conversations that will be happening on these airwaves, I don't think we have ever explored this day that goes on in Israel. Explain to everybody what Yom Sidurim is all about. Absolutely. First of all, personally, this is probably one of the most emotional days and proud days of Nefesh. Uh, I keep on getting stop, stopped in the hallways by staff and saying it's such a privilege to work with organizations just for this day. Forget about the charters. Forget about the groups. Forget about what we're doing overseas. <laughs> but this day is extremely special. I'll tell you, uh, every lone soldier, there are 900 new recruits, lone soldiers that come in from over 80 countries every year into the Army. So at any one time during their service, and there are around 3,000 lone soldiers from around the world who left their homes and have uh, dedicated their time to do service in, in the Army, which is an incredible concept in its own right. The Army gives uh, each Chayal Boded every couple of months or so a day off or a bunch of hours off to do um, Sidurim, logistics, for whatever they need. It could be banking, it could be passport visas, it can be driver's license, it can be uh, setting up your Arnona, you know, rental subsidies, a whole host of, uh, of logistics. The problem is, many times the Chayal will get off his base, travel for a couple of hours, and stand online for another hour and two, and gets very, very little accomplished, <laughs> and is extremely frustrated. So a few years ago, we, we decided in-house, we have so many um, connections, governmental connections, and we've, we've finessed over these 15 years how we can remove so much bureaucratic red tape in this country. Let's utilize and flex those muscles and have some services for lone soldiers. And today, let me tell you how it's advanced. Today in Tel Aviv, starting at 8.30 this morning, that's still going on right now, close to 1,600 lone soldiers from 78 countries yeah. came together, bussed from every single base around the country, um, arranged by, by, the, the by the IDF, by the Israel Defense Forces, to come for this dedicated day. We had close to 60 different vendors from every single spectrum of what can possibly be needed for the Chayal. Um, downstairs, we had Ministry of Immigration Absorption. We had Ministry of Interior. We had individuals um, getting their benefits ironed out and actually getting benefits downstairs. We had biometric passports um, machines downstairs from Ministry of Interior so people can get new passports or biometric passports. We had an entire section for licensing. That means that there was an optometrist there to take the, for them to get this, this, uh, this certificate of, uh, for their eyesight so they can be approved. And then we actually had driver testers to actually take four soldiers at a time in a car to drive them around for 10 to 15 minutes as a driving test. They came back in, those who passed, 80% of them have passed so far, and they had their license printed for them on the spot. Upstairs, we had every organization that, that, that services soldiers and lone soldiers under a huge roof um, and also banking and municipalities and uh, and even academics and universities and, and just the entire spectrum. It is just amazing, amazing logistical feat, an amazing expression of of how people embraced and embrace these lone soldiers and trying to make their lives easier. Rabbi Fast, you are you are the ultimate red tape cutter. It's a, it's amazing what you and your organization. But it, but, <laughs> 
But the amazing thing is also is that we had there are two major issues as well um, that affect a bunch of of immigrants in this country, and we had half of the cabinet literally in in the in the halls today. Um, we had a delegation from the Knesset that came um, with a, with several Knesset members, uh, but on top and, and tremendous personalities. But on top of that, we had we had the Minister of Interior, we had the Minister of Finance, we had the Minister of Immigration Absorption, the Minister of Housing is coming soon. The Minister of Defense is on its way, and and we were able to just pull them into a corner, two or three of them, get a bunch of representatives of the soldiers to tell their story, to tell them that this is just not working, and on the spot, policies are changed. It's incredible. And, and that's the logistical. So if you, if you like to build things, if you like to organize things, that itself puts you in a high. But then you stop for a second and you see 1,600 soldiers. 1,600 soldiers. And you walk, and you just pause there for a second. And I, every single time that person came over to me, or one of these VIPs or guests, I said, just stop. Just stop and stand here and just look around. We've all seen hundreds of soldiers beforehand. But look around. There's a sea of soldiers. Every single soldier is a lone soldier. It's a chayal boded. That means they say goodbye to their parents, say goodbye to their family. They could have done anything else that is, as an 18- and 19-year-old. And they came to serve the Jewish people, to serve the Jewish nation, to come home to their homeland. It is extremely emotional. And then I asked them, each of these guests, I said, pause and just listen to the languages. I heard today, I was up to 18, 19 languages, just walking around again. I, some of the stuff I've never even heard before. <laughs> and it's just, and you see just the fabric of our people, and it's gorgeous. Nahum, it's it's so gorgeous. I I I, 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 I don't the know. Jewish nation is is beautiful. The tapestry of our of our people is incredible. The ideology and the zeal and the passion of our people is magnificent. And you see the different faces, and you see the different looks, and you see the different cultures, and you see just the and and the entire spectrum of religiosity from. Pay us down to their shoulders to people who, whatever it is. But, but it's just, it's an incredible, incredible tapestry. And it is almost impossible not to be emotionally moved by this day. So logistically, it's an awesome accomplishment. But as a witness to our people, to the, to the miracle of our homeland, to, to, to the resilience of our nation and the dedication of people to our army, it's just breathtaking. Well, I'm uh, I'm speechless just listening to your account. Or by fast with us live via telephone. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world in the web at NahumSiegel.com, and of course on our beloved NSN app. Uh, and and I'm thinking if someone would have asked me this morning that there there's 1,600 lone soldiers in a room, uh, how many countries do they represent? I would have guessed you know on the high side, I guess between. I don't know, 10 and 15, you know, that's what the average person would probably think. You said 78. 78 countries are yeah. represented by the lone soldiers who are with yeah, you. I, 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 met a, I met a kid today from Yemen, and he said he was one of the last seven Jews from the country. Unbelievable. Just incredible. It's, just inc it's, it's incredible. There are no words. I, I, I saw people from the government, hardened government <laughs> workers, and, and they're just crying. And I said, what do you feel? They're like, ah, that's my reaction, ah. Amy Lehm, there are no words. It's just, it, it, it's a booster shot of Zionism. It recalibrates every individual 
who is working for this country, for our people, for our future, for our nation, and for our citizens. And it's just, uh, as Tony, Tony Gelbart's walking around, he says, this is for, for the soldiers, for Kal Yisrael, for Anam Yisrael. Let's, let's look at the macro picture of this, not forget that this is for our nation, our global nation. Yeah, that's a And, uh, that's and it's a, very moving. That's and a, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my emotions and my excitement. Well, that's a message that, that's not lost on us in terms of, uh, you know, we being able to live in freedom and comfort and luxury because of the Israeli soldiers. But, you know, mo- most countries would agree, you know, who, I mean, this is a debate in our country here, uh, you know, so often, you know, who needs to be taken care of better than the current soldiers and the veterans of the armed forces, but not every country uh, is is great at doing that. It, it must be heartwarming to see Israel getting better and better at it. That you know th- those who should be taken care of best are actually being taken care of better than in the past. Absolutely. You know who just walked into the room? Who? Here are the Jewish people. Tony Gilbert. You want to say hello to him for a second? We'll say hi to Tony, of course. <laughs> you want to say hello? Hello, Nahum, how are you? Co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh, Tony Gelbart. You know, uh, Rabbi Fast just mentioned a comment or two that you made as you were walking around the room and watching 1,600 soldiers from 78 different countries uh, representing the IDF on this interesting logistics day, Yom Sidurim. Give us us your impressions directly of what it's like to be there among that crowd. Well, I can tell you, not only were we among this crowd, but... There were, I think, I can't count them, which is a great thing, at least five ministers of the country came here, and they all said the same. They are absolutely emotionally, um, like you get emotionally drained by seeing, you know, lone soldiers from 70 different countries. As we walked around the room, I was taking a few of them around, and we had speaking from England and from France and America and about Ukraine and all over the world. And they were speaking all the languages. But these people, and we agreed I'm that... Robbie. the end of Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. No, no. So, so at the end of the day, it was like this. They all have one connection. That's Hebrew and Israel. No matter where they came from, Absolutely. no matter what they did, so it's it's just a wonderful place to be. A lot of excitement. Uh, we have to go and and help them uh, along the way, and that's what our job is, and that's what uh, your Yeshua Rav Fass does, and he does it uh, incredibly well. And we're just proud to do it. Um, it it's it's remarkable, and yeah, proud, and and we are proud of the accomplishments of uh, uh, you and Rabbi Fass and the organization, and everything that's been going on, and that under your leadership, this type of day can happen. In Israel, Tony, I'm told that there's a soldier or two standing by that might actually say hi to us this morning. Uh, yes, uh, it's me again. Oh, it's already fast. <laughs> because we're constantly being pulled. Uh, but, uh, yes, hold on for a second. Who do we hold have? Hold on. Hold on, Yael. Here you go. Who do we have first over there? I'm told one of the soldiers is actually... I'm... Go ahead, Yael. Hi, I just want to introduce uh, Torin Aronoff from Livingston, New Jersey. There you go. Where's Torin? Hi. Torin Aronoff of Livingston, New Jersey, who I'm told is familiar with JM and the AM, is with us live via telephone. Torin, kolakavod to you, being an IDF soldier. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Baruch Hashem. What's the experience been like? What can you tell people around the world about being an Israeli soldier, especially so far from home? It's um, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. You know, um, I'm a paratrooper, so... 
getting to jump out of airplanes and, you know, um, guarding, I mean, Hebron right now, and just seeing the country from a different view as a tourist is just an amazing experience. So you've been to Israel before, obviously, as you mentioned, and now you get to do it from the perspective of an Israeli soldier. How long, how many weeks or months have you been part of this already? I've been in the Army for a year and ten months. Wow. I have eight, eight months left. Unbelievable. Call like a vote to you. What's it, yeah. li- what's it like? I mean, for you, I know that today we're emphasizing the incredible uh, tapestry of uh, the IDF. Uh, by speaking about you know where all the soldiers come from, those you're gathered with right now at Yom Hasidurim, but uh, you probably see this on a regular basis. I assume your own unit and other you know units that you are interacting with, you know, you're always seeing soldiers from around the world who are serving in the Israeli army. Yeah, it's an amazing experience to have you know Israelis, Russians, French, Americans, all coming from all over the world for the purpose to serve Israel and to live here cause, just because of the love for the country and nothing else. Pretty amazing. Kolak vote to you. Thank you. Any special messages for those in the New Jersey area this morning? Um, just my parents are listening. Good morning. I'm doing well. And I'll call before Shabbat. <laughs> there you go. And I'm sure they appreciate that. I am told that we have another, one more soldier to speak with uh, this morning. Uh, somebody from Belgium. Yes. Somebody from Belgium. Yes. Is this... Yes, Sam Schick from Belgium. Is Sam there? Is that you, Sam? I'll pass you right off to Sam. Here Thank you go. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hi, hello. Sam, shalom, shalom. How long have you been in the Israeli army? Uh, me, about two years. Wow. Uh, can you tell us where you generally are stationed, are based? Is that something that we can know? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm in the same place as Torn. Uh, not exactly the same base because we're in and we're separated in a couple of bases. Um, so I'm in a different base than him, but I'm also in Chavon right now. We, we, uh, we are familiar in our area, New York, New Jersey, you know, through our kids and their classmates. You know, we're familiar with, with essentially the percentage of, uh, of teenagers uh, from the area. Uh, who decide to go to the army, and we're always mesmerized by the whole thing. What about Belgium? I mean, are, are you really a lone lone soldier? Very few from your neighborhood would go to the army, or is there a great representation from where you come from? Well, I would say in general, from Belgium, there's already the percentage is obviously a lot less high than it is in the States. Um, also, I'm from Antwerp, from Belgium, so it's a more Haredi community mostly. So the percentage there is definitely lower. Uh, most of the people who go to the army are from Brussels, which has a more secular community and more Zionist community, right. and there's a lot more people coming from there. But still, the, the amount is uh, incomparable to the amount of American soldiers. Yeah. How uh, how much easier did today make your life in Israel with all the things that were arranged to be in one place at one time? Uh, how do I feel about this day? Yeah, I mean, uh, everything was arranged by Nefesh Benefesh to be in one place for the soldiers to take care of as much as they could. I think it's amazing because technically officers or commanders in the army only have to give about a day uh, every two months to arrange things. And if people have it all in one, you know, packed together, you have every single office that is available in uh, Israel packed in one place. And uh, it's amazing. People save a lot of time. Uh, They go to great lengths and... Great efforts to, to organize this then, and I think it's amazing. Tadaraba, Sam. Thank you. Stay safe. Kolakavod. Thank you. Thank you for all you do to help us live where we live in Thank peace so and harmony. Kolakavod to you.
Uh, our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, where over uh, 1,600 lone soldiers have gathered today for Yom Sidurim. They're from 78 different countries. They are uh, doing this exclusive one-stop personal errands day, uh, as Rabbi Fast described earlier, and um, doing a remarkable job, to say the least. And, and we have so many upcoming events with Nefesh Benefesh. As many of you know, 10 days from now, their mega event's going to be happening in New York. We're going to encourage all of our listeners to be there. Uh, we'll be celebrating with them that week, the 27th of February, at the uh, amazing 15th anniversary celebration down at the Boca Raton Synagogue. Everyone in Florida is invited to that. And we'll be broadcasting from down there with them as well, kicking off a really amazing tour of the United States in celebration of their great accomplishments. Uh, Rabbi Fass, are you there? He has stepped out of the room. All right, so please send our best. Yael Kolakavo to Daraba. special thanks for bringing us Israeli soldiers on this occasion. It's much appreciated. JM and the AM, only here can you hear a conversation like that, everybody, bridging the gap between the uh, Holy Land and the holy soldiers of the IDF and those of us here in the diaspora. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Mordechai Ben David, Vani Bechazdecha is the name of that selection. Thursday morning at JM in the AM, and our uh, wonderful friend Schleimi Werdiger, who is involved in so many amazing causes. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't remind them because <laughs> there are so many causes that benefit from his uh, incredible input. Uh, he is with us live via telephone, and one of the causes he's even more familiar with now because of a recent trip to Israel is the one that's uh, really the centerpiece of this coming Monday night, and that's why we've just played Mordechai Ben David. On Monday, uh, Mordechai Ben David and Mona Rosenblum and Mutti Illowitz and uh, the Shira Choir and the Freilich Orchestra and Wonder Child Chaim Green, they're all going to be at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. The New Jersey Performing Arts Center, NJPAC, at uh, 5 p.m. on Monday, will present the um, a, a stirring, incredible inspirational concert called A Second Chance, an exclusive evening that puts those with less first. And uh, you're all invited to be part of it. It's in New Jersey, in Newark, um, again, this coming uh, this coming Monday. Uh, Schleimi Werdiger is with us live via telephone, can explain a little bit more about how important an organization this is. Schleimi Werdiger, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, welcome. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. I appreciate that. A pleasure to speak with you. This is unique. This is, I mean, NJ Pack is not usually the place for a major Jewish music event. Uh, it is a beautiful arena. It has the potential to be a spectacular. I mean, they're they're calling it a soul-stirring, spectacular show. It really has the potential to be that because of the environment and the stars that are going to be there. And and you're telling me you mentioned to me off the air just a moment ago. That the gathering is uh, is so vital because this organization, the Caring Hearts Club, is doing incredible work in Israel. Explain to our audience what's going on. Uh, thank you, Malcolm. Uh, yes, the, the work is just you know, as you said, I'm involved in a myriad of organizations and in, in so many different things, but nothing uh, compares to the to the to the feeling of satisfaction of my wife and I. We, we get. And being involved in this organization, it's 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 so unique. It's an organization that deals with special needs children from every walk of life in Israel. I just came back from Israel for an event of totally non-from people that support this organization. We don't uh, we take every child in, whether it's from, not from, Taimani, uh, Svadi, Hasidish, Litvish. It doesn't make a difference. We touch the lives of thousands of children, and more important, thousands of families by by taking these children out of their homes whenever their mother needs a break or if there's a simcha. Imagine there's a, a wedding in a family. What do you do with this child? Today in Israel, hundreds and thousands of families know that there's a Project Refor, there's this uh, Caring Hearts Club that will take these children and, 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 and not only take the children, but these children get, get to love. They get a second chance They in their own homes. Their parents are don't, not equipped to deal with them. Here we're equipped to deal with them. They love it. They, they get one-on-one attention with a the volunteer. There are hundreds, maybe 800 or 1,000 volunteers, both men, boys, and girls, that, that become attached to these children, take these children for weekends, take them Cholomite Pesach, Cholomite Sukkot. Uh, we instituted in the last few years, even Yom Kippur, we have mothers and fathers that are saying, mothers that are crying and saying it's the first time in their lives they're able to go to shul and and Davin Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, these volunteers leave their own homes, leave their own children. You know, one thing that we instituted is to make sure that at least that all of the uh, volunteers for the boys are all young married men. Uh, that's something that the, the Gerebbe asked me 
and said it's going to show them and give them an appreciation what it means to have healthy children of their own. Wow. So they leave their own children. Wow. They leave their own families. Take these boys, go away for three days, Cholomite Pesach, three days, Cholomite Sukkot, Yom Hashani, Yom Kippur. So it's really an incredible organization. But most important, we're building, we built uh, respite homes for these children. We have one in B'nai Brak. We have one in Yerushalayim. We're opening up another one, a much larger one soon in B'nai Brak. And, and looking to open one up in Ashdod and in Beit Shemesh. So it, it's really, it's really it, you know, everybody who's asked me, you know, why are you so involved and in, why is this organization so special to you? And do you have any children in your family that, that are special needs? And we say, no, because we don't. Because we don't, we appreciate so much. We have to show our cars, our toys, you know, to the Rabbanish Shalom, that our children, Baruch Hashem, are healthy, and we have to take care of these special children, take care of these special neshamas that, that you know, it's brought down in many places and that, that we don't know the reason why these special children are as they are, but there's no question that the Rabbani Shalom entrusted them in our care, and we have to do the best that we can to make sure that we take care of them in the, in the proper way. No so question about that's that. That's really it. I ran off a little bit. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, but Nochem, uh, thank you for... You know, giving me the opportunity, and we we think that everybody that will come to this event on Monday night will walk away with a different appreciation and an understanding of what Project Rafua and what the Caring Hearts Club does. Uh, well, you have a chance to be there on Monday. Absolutely, wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, Mordechai and David's there. Mona Rosenblum, Mati Ilowitz, the Shira Choir, Chaim Green, Mendy Werdiger, Srilly Werdiger. They're all part of the twenty-piece Israeli-American orchestra all part of this unique uh, event at NJPAC. And uh, I, I guess it's not just the elegance of the place, but also the convenience, because now, you know, with communities everywhere, including, you know, Lakewood, Brooklyn, and everywhere in between, uh, I guess they chose a location to make it as convenient as possible for everybody. So I hope people... Yes, for sure, and it's President's Day. I'm hoping the traffic will be much lighter, and we hope everybody will uh, have an easy time getting there and uh, really have a remarkable, uh, stirring, and inspirational evening. Uh, it's called A Second Chance, happening at NJ Pack this coming Monday, to join the Caring Hearts Club, as Shlemy Werdiger just described it, um, to join the club, to get information, to uh, hear more about the event. You can dial 718-435-8989. That's 718-435-8989. And uh, you can get more information about the event itself for Monday and obviously about the organization and um, uh, uh, there seems to be a tremendous amount of passion behind this, and I hope that people uh, respond uh, by not just enjoying the evening, but by getting more involved in uh, the work that they are doing in Israel. I want to thank you so much for joining us and bringing this to our attention, and continued success with all the projects you're working on. I'm welcome. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. There he is, Shlemy Werdiger. Uh, Monday is the event. Mordechai ben David and that entire list that we mentioned. Uh, the Caring Hearts Club brings this to NJPAC in Newark, New Jersey, a unique venue, to say the least. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, a great theater um, located uh, in Newark. So as we said, there's a convenience factor for those who are coming from Brooklyn and Lakewood and other areas of New York and New Jersey. And uh, you can enjoy this evening uh, together with uh, 3,000 other people. And uh, you could join the Caring Hearts Club and get more information about all the work that they're doing by dialing 718-435-8989, 718-435-8989. Uh, it is certainly a, uh, 
a worthwhile cause, as described by Eshlemi Werdiger to us just moments ago. More coming up. It's JM and the AM at 25 minutes after 8 o'clock.
the AM. There he is, Mordechai Ben David. He headlines the event called A Second Chance. It's coming Monday at NJ Pack in Newark, New Jersey, to join the Caring Hearts Club. But to get more information about the event scheduled for Monday at the Elegant New Jersey Performing Arts Center, 718 435 8989. 718 435 8989. The Aussie Gourmet herself, the host of Table for Two on the Nahum Siegel Network. For years, uh, Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM, is, of course, Naomi Nachman. And Naomi Nachman is uh, not only joining us because she's a network member, she's joining us because she has big news. Many of you are already familiar with the fact that her brand-new book, Perfect for Pesach, that's right, Perfect for Pesach, is uh, set to come out. Pre-orders are being taken, and we, as you can imagine, are very very excited. Naomi Nachman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachman. How are you? Thank you for having me on. You sound excited about this book. I am so excited. I haven't slept in weeks. I can't <laughs> sleep. I'm so excited about it. What, what's the schedule, first of all? When will it be in stores? And when before that could people actually order it and have it delivered to their home? So people can go on now. Um, I actually set up an affiliate link on Amazon. Um, you can go through that. You can go uh, through my Facebook page, I believe, even, <laughs> um, and order it through that or onto Amazon directly or to, of course, artscroll.com. And I think artscroll.com, if you um, sign up, if you order it today, I think they're going to do some sort of um, promotion where I sign the book. Oh, cool. So you'll get a signed copy. So that's really exciting. And then it's going to be in the stores. Like, I think the next, the end of next week, like, really, really probably Sunday. All right. So the area... The tw- 27th, right, 26th, the ar- 27th. The area of February 26th will be available in stores. Anybody wants to order it, you can go to artscroll.com now. They can order it. Uh, as you said, there's a link at your uh, Facebook page, um, and uh, people can just search "perfect for Pesach" and they will find it. So, so why a Pesach book? When when, when this whole discussion began with you and Art Scroll, I'm sure there are different themes and concepts that came up. Why uh, Pesach? It was all about Pesach. It was never going to be anything else but Pesach. I've been a Pesach chef and running a Pesach catering business and developing recipes for Pesach for 13 years. Some people go, wow, you put this out so fast. I'm like, I've been working on this for 13 years. <laughs> so, you know, he's, you know, there was a, you know, Ascroll only do, does one book per season. Right. Um, and they said, we have an opening this season, and we'd love to work with you for a Pesach book. And Gadali Zlotowicz has been amazing, and the entire team, everyone's super enthusiastic. They've been a pleasure to work with. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fabulous book. The photographer, Miriam. Pascal, who's also known as Overtime Cook, who has her own cookbook, uh, Something Sweet. She was my photographer, and she was incredible. Melinda Strauss was my production manager, um, and she got everything going every day. You know her from Kitchen Tested and a show... Uh, and always a guest on my radio show, but it was an amazing experience, and I can't wait for everyone to jump in and cook with me. Now, one of the, um, uh, first of all, the subtitle of Perfect for Pesach is Passover Recipes You'll Want to Make All Year, so you yeah. obviously, you do have a goal here that's beyond Passover. You have a goal of uh, of uh, increasing people's, uh, uh, you know, the number of recipes they use even year-round. Right, so the, the name Perfect for Pesach came up because I was... Um, 
um, I made one of the recipes. I was testing one of the recipes for the photo shoot, and then I looked at it. I'm like, and it was from my regular collection of recipes. You know, I, besides being a Pesach chef, I cater for people all year. Personal chef. I'm a recipe developer for Mishpacha magazine, Joy of Kosher. So I always have a ton of recipes in my repertoire. And I made this recipe. I chose it from my regular, not my Pesach repertoire, and, I, and was able to use it for my book because it has nothing in it that you can't use for Pesach. Nowadays, we have so many ingredients available for Pesach. Instead of using Pesach uh, regular ketchup, you use Pesach ketchup. Instead of using regular mayonnaise, you know, Hellman's, you'll use a, a Koshla Pesach brand. And I took a picture with my phone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this recipe is so perfect for Pesach. And we're like, that's the name. Like, it's a regular it's regular food that's perfect for Pesach, too. So you use it on Pesach, you use it the whole year, you're going to expand your whole repertoire. Phenomenal. Naomi Nachman is with us. Perfect for Pesach is the book. You can pre-order it now. Go to artscroll.com. You can go to Naomi's Facebook page. You'll see a link there where you could order it. Uh, you also, at least in the description, it says surprise your guests, surprise yourself, and make your food perfect for Pesach. Is it a challenge to make good dishes for Passover? You know, people are always worried. I, I get so many calls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to make Pesach for the first time. I've been married for 20 years, and we're not going to have a this year, and I've never made Pesach before. I'm like... I was 23 years old in my one-bedroom apartment on the Lower East Side, and I made Pesach by myself. If I could do it, you can do it. <laughs> and it's very easy recipes. People get very overwhelmed by Pesach. Nothing is complicated. All the ingredients are available. And if you, if you live in a smaller town that does not have a big supermarket, like I live in the five towns, so I have many, many beautiful supermarkets. Got two big gourmet gluts right near me. Um, if you don't have one, you can get things on Amazon now. You can buy your kosher Pesach products, they ship it to your house. It's unbelievable what we have. So there's nothing you can't get. I've not put anything crazy in there. And you're just going to have fabulous flavors, fabulous color on your table, and delicious food. All right. And artscroll.com has a whole bunch of information about the book, as you would imagine, plus, of course, sample pages. People could see exactly what it is that uh, you'll be offering them once they buy the book. Uh, it is in pre-order right now, so literally anybody who wants to be a guarantee they get the book can go to artscroll.com and uh, order it as we speak. They could also call 1-800-MISORA. I'm sure they'll take their order as well. And as we keep saying on your Facebook page, people can, uh, Naomi Nachman, people can go ahead and link directly uh, to the pre-order form and uh, place that order. In terms of stores, everybody out there, because a lot of people live near, you know, large Judaic outlets, and they like to do their shopping that way. Uh, the 26th of February is the target date. The 26th of February, 10 days from now, is the target date for Naomi Nachman's book to be in stores, and that is a big celebration not only for her, but for us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. It's been years that you've been hosting for us on Friday mornings, and, you know, we, we revel in this accomplishment that now you're releasing your first cookbook. Thank you so much, Nachana. I really appreciate everything you've done for me. You're, you're in my acknowledgement to you and Miriam and the team for, I say, for giving me my voice and for, for giving me the show and the opportunities. And it's been an amazing wild ride. Thank you. It certainly has been. Uh, is it as much fun doing a cookbook as doing a radio show? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> You know, the radio shows, you know, once a week, and I get my guests lined up. A cookbook is very intense, very, very, very intense. I know it's a painstaking process. It's a painstaking process. I just want to mention I'm going to be at the YTT event in Lakewood with the books for a book signing in person um, the 26th of February. That's that Sunday. That's, yeah, next Sunday. Right, a week from Sunday. The a 20, week from Sunday. 26th of February, look for you in Lakewood, New Jersey, and people can come and get their book signed. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, and let us know about other events, etc., and we'll let the audience know. Yeah, Miriam come. and I are working on some great stuff for the Nachum Siegel Network and Perfect for Pesach to do stuff together, so I'm very excited. All right, Perfect for Pesach is the name of the book, Passover Recipes You'll Want to Make All Year. It's Naomi Nachman, photography by Miriam Pascal, and, of course, an Art Scroll release. Go to artscroll.com for information. Pre-order the book and enjoy. Get it for your uh, the person in your life as a gift who you know will appreciate the book Perfect for Pesach. Continued success, Naomi. We look thank forward to you. look forward to hearing you tomorrow morning after JM and the AM. Okay, thanks so much. You've got a great show lined up. Appreciate that. I'm sure you do. You always do. Naomi Nachman, uh, host of uh, Table for Two, Friday mornings, JM and the AM, and the author of the brand new book entitled Perfect for Pesach. We wish her the very best. More coming up. This is JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Benny Friedman here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Full day, as you can imagine, on our uh, on our network. Full day, uh, unlocking greatness with Charlie Harari. Uh, coming up at nine o'clock. Spin class. Michael Fragan coming up at nine thirty. Jew in the city speaks. Allison Joseph speaks to Orthodox Jewish rocket scientist Aaron Brown. That's life with Miriam L. Wallach. Naomi Nachman will be her guest. They'll talk more about the book. Um, that'll be coming out, as we mentioned earlier. Thursday live lunch, 11 until 1 o'clock. Moshe Kindler is scheduled to stop by. He is the publisher of the Jewish Link newspaper. Big Thursday for us, as uh, as usual, here at uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. Jeff Balaban is with us live via telephone. Jeff is the CEO of a B2 Strategic. You may recall that he uh, had a big hand in developing the GOP platform vis-a-vis Israel uh, this past summer during the time of the Republican convention. And um, and um, has worked uh, had worked on that and uh, the Iron Dome Alliance and many, many other things. He joins us live via telephone on this Thursday morning. Jeff Balaban, welcome back to JM in the AM. Always a pleasure, Malcolm. I appreciate that. First, regarding yesterday, and I don't know how much you saw or didn't see, but so many people were focused, as were we, on the uh, encounter between Prime Minister Netanyahu and the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, you worked on the Republican platform vis-a-vis Israel. Did you see a lot of that reflected in the conversation yesterday? It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It was in entirety, uh, an embrace of the new platform, which is uh, which moved away from the insistence of the last several go-rounds, the last couple of decades, on the creation of a Palestinian state, and moved instead towards focusing on the real issue, which is peace and security, uh, to which the entitlement of a Palestinian state has been uh, has been inimical. And uh, it doesn't take it off the table. It doesn't say there can't be such a state. But it, it, it puts it back in the uh, in the appropriate viewpoint, which is the focus here is peace and security, not suffrage for some you know, for, for a group of Arabs who happen to live in Judea and Samaria, and uh, and you know people decry this as somehow moving away from a two-state solution. We didn't say anything about it. The people who say that are are actually acknowledging that the two-state solution has never been a recipe for peace, and that's why they're all trying today. But uh, but you know the president and and the prime minister. Both uh, completely embraced this new vision of, uh, of focusing on Israel's safety and security, and and doing so in a regional context. So yes, in every respect, the White House, uh, which embraced it at the time, and in fact David Friedman, whose nomination this morning, uh, worked with him and others on the platform. Uh, you know, they embraced it at the time, and they really doubled down in a big way yesterday. So I and the others who were involved in drafting this are uh, are elated. Jeff Balaban with us live via telephone. Uh, essentially, you're telling us that basically the president was on point, was on point with the RNC's uh, platform vis-a-vis Israel. Uh, you, you mentioned David Friedman. We know about the uh, uh, the, um, the nomination, and now, of course, uh, the process, the hearing, etc. Uh, tell me, from your viewpoint, uh, the way the different segments of the Jewish community have reacted to his nomination. Well, uh, you know, Nachum, you and I haven't talked about this, but it's uh, interesting that you asked that question because. Uh, last week, I got a phone call, uh, or a set of emails, actually, from the reform movement, uh, who wanted to engage in a dialogue about David Friedman. And uh, it's really the first time since the Bush years that uh, there's been this kind of uh, mutual discussion. 
And it was a fascinating meeting with uh, with people who obviously, um, I don't know, I'm assuming most of your listeners, certainly people in the, in the Orthodox community don't see eye to eye with on many issues. And it was a very eye-opening and warm discussion. Not warm in the sense of heated, but warm in the sense of open and, and honest and, and, uh, and mutually respectful. Because, in fact, they're concerned. I mean, the, the, the more liberal Jews uh, are, are very concerned. They're, they've been dedicated to the idea of Palestinian state for a long time. Uh, a lot of the people on that call are also affiliated with J Street, and um, but but others felt that J Street might be a little bit too strident, and uh, and that's by the way an issue that's going to come up in the hearing, no doubt, this morning. The relationship between David Friedman and J Street, uh, or lack thereof, and um, so so the, the community split as we are basically at this point in every issue. I mean, the Orthodox Jews voted very much for Trump. I mean, overwhelmingly for Trump. Liberal Jews voted overwhelmingly against him. And uh, and we divide on the issue of Israel as well. Orthodox Jews, like Israelis and like Americans, support the Jews in Judea and Samaria. Uh, when when the left, you know, Nadler likes to talk about how um, you know American Jews, David Friedman is out of the mainstream of American Jews. Well, that may be true, but if so, it's only because the the mainstream of American Jews are out of touch with the mainstream of America and the mainstream of Israel. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, do you think there will be um, uh, a great support from certain areas of the Jewish community pouring in uh, as this uh, as this process goes on? Is it going to be a big battle in Congress? What do you think? Well, <clears throat> I think he's going to pass. I mean, I think I think he'll be. I have a high level of confidence that unless something shocking happens, David Freeman is going to be the uh, ambassador, and I think it's a great thing. Uh, I've gotten to know him very well this year, and he is, you know, very warm, and they'll do everything they can to portray him in other lights. But he is very warm and open and engaging, and is very open-minded and is dealing with everyone. On the other hand, he also has uh, is a sophisticated guy who understands Israel very well. Uh, so I think it'll be, uh, I think it will be a very contentious hearing, and it'll be contentious aftermath. But but I hope to uh, be part of generating. Uh, a lot of very visible Jewish support for him. I think there's a lot of people out there who want to support him. And I've been part of also, I was at a phenomenal meeting with uh, leaders of, I'd say, uh, probably an estimated 60 to 70 million uh, pro-Israel Christians uh, in Washington uh, recently who are all supporting David Friedman and are doing so very vocally. Yesterday helps him or it's essentially irrelevant in terms of this process? <laughs> Great question. Uh, I think it helps him in the long run tremendously. I think that, that, that airing the issue of, uh, you know, I think that it certainly established the idea that uh, it's not crazy uh, or anti-peace or extreme or radical to believe that there are alternatives to the two-state solution that ought to be discussed. And I think that's very important. So it sets the stage in a very positive way in that sense. And today will in many ways, the hearing, I think, in many ways, be a referendum on those issues. But you know what? Since the Republican platform passed this summer, we're allowed to talk about alternatives to this two-state solution, which really for 20 years or more was off the table, even in discussions. No question about that. Jeff Balabani, CEO of B2 Strategic, helped develop the GOP platform, and you heard how the uh, President of the United States uh, seems to have stuck uh, with the uh, content of that platform vis-a-vis Israel during yesterday's press conference. Jeff, thank you so much. Continue your uh, amazing work. We greatly appreciate the time. Thank you, Nakam. Always a pleasure. Jeff Bob on Thursday morning broadcast. More coming up right here at JM in the AM.
Jam and the AM Liner live in Odessa. Uh, this has been one action-packed morning here at Jam and the AM, to say the least. <laughs> we have a lot of action-packed mornings, a lot. This has been one of them, <laughs> to say the least. <sighs> I thank you all for tuning in on this Thursday. Uh, a full day, as we uh, have been mentioning on our uh, on our network, uh, coming up, including... Um, uh, Charlie Harari next with Unlocking Greatness. Spin class, Michael Fragan on at 9.30. Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Josephs has uh, Aaron Brown, Orthodox Jewish rocket scientist, on between 10 and 10.30. Miriam L. Wallach is going to be joined by Naomi Nachman coming up on That's Life between eleven between the 10.30 and 11. Live lunch coming up at 11. We'll try to get out some uh, more tickets for the Saturday night uh, concert Young Israel of Manhattan, starring Mordechai Shapiro and Ellie Marcus. That's here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We'll try to do more of that coming up. Also, I remind you that Monday's event in Newark at NJ Pack, the Monday uh, Second Chance event, starring Mordechai Ben David, uh, has a phone number. If you want your tickets for Monday in Newark, New Jersey, it's 718-435-8989. 718-435-8989 for information on that. We'll do the live lunch 11 until 1. Moshe Kindler, we're told, is scheduled to join us. He's publisher of the uh, New Jersey Jewish Link and uh, many other newspapers, and we'll explain that uh, what, when he's here, please God. And um, we encourage everybody to stay tuned in all day long. Thursdays are remarkable days here, as are Fridays. Tomorrow we got our weekly update. We've got um, Rabbi Yudin. We have an incredible Friday programming, uh, incredible Friday shows, including uh, Naomi Nachman and uh, Table for Two at 9 a.m., including our Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix, live lunch with Mark Zamek, and so much more. Achenu Yisrael and our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. And that will wrap things up for a Thursday. <laughs> Big shout-out to Kevin and the staff at uh, Eden Walk on East 34th Street in New York City. If you see them today, send them our best. Remember the Yeshiva University Maccabees basketball game that got snowed out last Thursday is taking place tonight up at the Max Stern Athletic Center. Keep that in mind. You may want to stop by. It's always a lot of fun and pretty incredible. And my thanks to all of our special guests this morning for making it quite a Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Till tomorrow, it's Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.